Greetings, fellow human. What's up, or how you be today, by the way? I be not bad. Good, 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 good. Had the day off. It's a wellness day. Get one of those uh, company-wide uh, a month. Is it a coincidence that it coincides with Good Friday? Mm, maybe. They 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 might have <laughs> they might have picked that. You know, if they can line up with a, an existing holiday, hey. But it's always like on a Friday. So we got to uh, we took the the munchkin down to uh, a jumpity bumpity. But you know they got slides and like okay. a and you know a ball pit and all that sort of stuff. So tuckered the kid out so he could hand him off to my parents so we could go and watch the Dungeons and Dragons movie. That's funny. I've been to many of those jumpy things. They had one that was in Cordelia, one in Fairfield, one in Concord. They used to have Jump Highway. Um, all those things. So those are good alternatives to run your kid. Oh to, yeah, you know, run burn that energy out of them. Yeah, Dana so, can't wait for him to get trampoline sized and then take him to trampoline places because when she was nannying, that was like her go-to thing for running kids down. Okay, so she knows all the tricks already. Oh yeah. So question. So did you want to talk about this episode as a standalone because it was really kind of a standalone in a way or were just so many things that went on with it needed to be discussed? I think there's enough issues with it. And like, as we'll get into, it's really the payoff at the end of the episode that doesn't pay off. Mm. That's really my issue. I know there's other people that have issues with sort of the side quest. It's like two thirds, if not more of this episode. Right. And I am, eh. Eh, that's 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 not my biggest quibble like it's definitely sort of the payoff at the end but because of that lack of payoff that puts into the question the validity of spending all the time on the side quest so mm. we should probably get into it <laughs> okay well let's let's do it then let's count it off five four three two We're back again for another one, and tonight I have with me uh, an old man, an old old man, ready to talk about nerdy nerdy Star Wars shit. Okay, <laughs> also known as Ryan. Yes, hi, Jedi extraordinaire, uh, disgruntled customer, <laughs> possibly. Uh, I was like thinking of like the I was underwhelmed. I wasn't overwhelmed. No one's ever whelmed. Like, why isn't anyone ever just whelmed? I have more issues with this episode than I did the issues with the first episode. Very interesting. Okay, let me say this: Episode six of season three, okay. chapter twenty-two, "Guns for Hire." And this was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, which oh okay, which kind of explains why for such a interesting story, it was more than competent as far as the, the direction of it. The Absolutely. direction of it was beautiful. Absolutely. The look of it was beautiful. The designs of the characters, the flow of the story was beautiful. The it, action scenes, yes, all the action yes. scenes were great. Everything the, looked great. Right. Like, the sort of tempo of everything right. so it, it was, was a... very confidently directed yes it it's, was this, it was just the story my yeah my issues with the writing my issues with the writing 
she did a bang up job just like she did with their her episode in the book of boba fett yeah yeah like and it starts off good i i liked the 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 intro where you know it's the guns for hire and we get to find out what happened to her crew and moff gideon's ship and like it was fun and interesting it starts off with like a, a corin ship those are the, those are the uh, derogatorily called squid head aliens mm -hmm. um they're actually from the same planet as admiral akbar the mon calmari they actually come from the same water planet oh and okay. there's reference in there of like the the, the sort of civil war between the two and, yeah. da, 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 and like we're gonna have peace and of course the captain's boyfriend is a Mon Calmari, and it's this whole like star-crossed lovers, and it's it's great. They got a whole thing where like the captain starts sort of the scene in the bridge where she's in a little aquarium, like right. hydrating, yeah. and like they're feeding the her fish. They're feeding her fish. The crew are coming up and talking to her, and she's like, "Oh crap, we got company." And then sort of the aquarium sinks down in the floor, and she's left sitting Beautiful. on her chair. It's dope. Mm -hmm. It was dope. I. I loved it. And then I don't know the, the character's name, but basically Bo-Katan's former second in command shows up in Moff Gideon's ship is like, hey, by the way, you need to surrender because we're taking your boyfriend back. Like, sorry, nothing personal. It's just we've been hired to take it back. We got to he's like royalty or some stuff. Right. And they're like, right. ah, we don't have him. He's like, yeah, stop lying. We're, we're coming in like we're going to we're going to take your boyfriend and you get to decide. Are we walking in or are we shooting our way in? Because Honestly don't care and i was like right. oh okay direct right and i loved how the thing came up with you know why would i do that you know we don't want war we're trying to get along with the people and he's like oh i know you did it for love yeah he just cuts but, right to it like, oh, not, no, yeah. yeah i know you did it for love but it's not yeah. it's not my, not my problem yeah i have to retrieve him and whatever happens after that point that's on you and so I thought that was very interesting. I also like the detail of when the ship came up to them, they were trying to figure out what was going on with it. You know, first they was trying to start off with a bribe and, you know, trying to sweet talk them and all this mm -hmm. other kind of stuff. And they're like, we can't Oh, the bribed. glorious empire. Exactly. Da, 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 trying so to flatter to... them. So I thought that was really cool. And I also liked how they kind of discussed between themselves, like, you know, can we take this ship? <laughs> they're like, no. Before anything, can we take them? We can't take them? Oh, oh, hell, how, how are yeah. you today? Hi. How... Yeah, so I like that part. You know, this episode, to give it credit, like, it does a lot of world building. Like, yes, it yes. really does a lot of interesting world building. Um, I think some people still have some of the issue with the droid stuff, which we can get to. But, like, on that level, like, yeah, it added a lot of stuff. Like, it showed sort of other aspects of what's going on. We're, we're again, getting more information about the New Republic and stuff like that. But, right. yeah, so he, her her old crew is just straight up mercenaries now. Um, and then I think, I think what, it cuts from them to Bogotan and Din yeah. coming down to a planet, right? Yeah, it's like they tracked the Mandalorians down. And this is the, the, the planet that they're now working for i guess or something right where they're basically gun for hire because as we find out they're not allowed to have a standing military yes so they can have mercenaries right <laughs> right i guess you when you don't have certain things you you make good with what you have um but it's just the <sighs> politics of all of this stuff though it just it's a lot of politicking and it's interesting to see how folks are well you know a, a weird sort of a weird sort of like overlap here of sort of like weird rules in play because like we're yeah. gonna get into like uh who can can have the dark saber 
mm-hmm. is also like, oh, well, we can't have a military, so we're just going to pay mercenaries as a loophole, but then they can't come in the city, so now that you two showed up, we're going to have you come into the city and solve our droid problem, and you don't really have a choice. It was very odd, because when they land, it's like, oh, okay, weird, Imperial droids, okay, we... We get in their Hyperloop. I think they right. straight up called it a Hyperloop. And it's right. like, yeah, no, you can't go and talk to your friends. You've been requested to come to and talk to the princess and the, the, the yeah. leadership. And it's like, yeah. uh, oh, 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 okay. Yeah, they, they basically snatched them from the parking lot. But it was yeah. funny to me the way they, you know, when they got to the planet and the music started kicking in, I'm like... It's also like they, took they, control of their ship. Exactly. It looked like they had got, you know, hijacked by Disneyland or Epcot Center <laughs> or something. It looked well, very... For, for a minute, I was like, it's a domed city. I'm like, is this another Mandalorian city? And right. No, it's not. It's a totally different thing. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And so even the first... when they sat down, my brain was like, why does Bo-Katan have her jetpack and Din doesn't? Mm. And I don't know if there was a solid reason for that like the only thing is like at a certain point in a chase that they have later she has her jetpack and she uses it to like leapfrog and try and catch the target that's that's it i don't know why they took his off i don't know hmm. it's a small weird thing that i just tracked and i was wondering why the difference but yeah yeah um yeah so hmm. Yeah, so they were... <laughs> yeah, this next scene is a, a lot. I was not ready for either of these cameos. I, or she said yeah. guest starring roles. It wasn't really a cameo. It was bigger than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So they get pulled into the, the, the leadership. And they, they step into like a midday lunch or something like that with a long table and a whole bunch of fancy looking aliens and stuff. And down at the end before we even get like a cl- mid shot like way off in the distance i'm like skadoosh that is jack black straight up <laughs> straight up like i could see the hair blah, 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 the big beard i'm like that is jack black mm-hmm. and damn near looking straight into the camera <laughs> you know they're, they're at the lunch table yeah they're at the end of the table kind of looking towards the camera so it's almost like you know you know jack black is looking so he, right he, he and, and like then we find out you. the the princess seated next to him with a, a a giant flower hologram following her around the whole time. Is Lizzo. Right. right. And I, I want to be clear. I don't have any problem with the casting on this. <laughs> like, I don't care. There are a lot of people that are hot and pissed off that Lizzo she can't act. And it's like, dude, I whatever like i'll I'll blame the writer and the director first like yeah i would have blamed her if it wasn't for another cameo that comes up later but even even jack black seemed like he was off his game i think they were just having fun and please don't have fun during my show (laughs) do that somewhere else i think this is really people's issue with it is that as much as The Mandalorian is a lighter tone show than certainly Andor, yes, it was just almost cartoonish, yeah, in in tone of just like 
like did we switch tone to like this is straight up 100% like a kids show because the way that they were talking and they were emoting was so oh da 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 and da 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 and do do and it's like is this i didn't i forgot i was going to go back and like rewatch the scene because i was like how much of this is like they're putting on an affectation in front of sort of their friends or these other people in the place and that's just yeah. sort of the, their style because there is a scene where they take them aside and they're like no right. we have a real problem mm -hmm. and i i kind of vaguely recall that the tone changed a little bit but not a lot so it wasn't mm -hmm. like we're putting on you know a, a facade a formal facade and we can drop it now because we're sort of in private on the balcony no no really there's a problem but it was pretty consistent and i i think people just didn't like those characterizations because it yeah. it it really does stand out yeah and, yeah and the whole situation is kind of a lot to unpack too because it's like okay jack black's also a former imperial you, you see the little like yeah. i'm a reformed imperial badge on his ridiculous outfit yeah and she, and she mentions it as well and that's why they can't have the army and they can't have you know they can't have weapons and stuff like that and it's just because of him and and it sounds like he basically squirreled away a whole bunch of resources yeah. under the empire's nose to build this place yeah and the republic basically let him keep it and the only re reason the army's an issue is because he got elected as like co-leader with lizzo who's a princess yeah and it's like well that is but you know convoluted like yeah, yeah. convoluted but i could believe something like that happening because if the, you know if they needed it back or needed a resource they have that already there and built up and they didn't have to spend any time on it at all but they could commandeer it whenever they need it right if need be um not to yeah, say it's, that it's, the show it's is not, taking that far out but i'm just it, saying it's, yeah it's not so unbelievable it's just like oh okay well uh, 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 uh. Yeah. At least it had the decency to make this a whole world upon itself in a way. Yes. So they're not coming across anything else that we're dealing with in, in and being it, like this. And so at least felt, they're in their own environment. And it definitely felt way. distinct too. And like yeah. the issue that they're dealing with was interesting. It was like, is this is this a commentary on like the direction the republic's going and this is maybe one of the issues or weaknesses that they have that they're they're over relying on droids right basically everyone that lives there doesn't have to work mm -hmm. right they have whatever they need great nice little utopia but the underbelly of that is like it's all built on droid labor yeah i'd like that that was brought up but then i felt that that would have been a stronger through line than what they kind of mix that into when they get to the down. droid bar yeah all right so the issue that they were having basically was the fact that they had malfunctioning droids aggressively me, malfunctioning yes and to me it kind of reminded me of um i robot detective what are you doing well you said they've all been programmed with the three laws so that means we have 1,000 robots that will not try to protect themselves if it violates a direct order from a human and i'm betting one who will detective put your gun down these things are just lights and clockwork <laughs> Maybe I am. You know, when Will Smith had to, you know, there's a problem with the droids hurting humans, which is really not in their, you know, prime directives. And, you know, he's going around trying to figure out what's causing this problem. And so right. they're trying to go and find, and they even have like even a, um, well, first they go, 
This is the chief of security. Great Scott. Christopher and fucking Lloyd. I love Christopher Lloyd. I did not care for his acting as this character in this show. To me, Honestly, it was almost confirmation that it was the director and writer. Now, if it was just Lizzo, then I would have been like, oh, weakest link, this is the problem. But when veteran actor Rose, well, we're going, we don't need Rose. Christopher Lloyd, and I'm getting the same vibes from him that I mm -hmm. kind of got from her and Jack Black, they all were guilty of it. It's like all the day players are the ones that are just kind of standing out too much and they are not the ones that are, you know, weird looking faces or, you know, as often as their characters were, they stood out way too much when you had all this other great things with these droids, the designs and the animation and how clean they looked and these different mm -hmm. species that sitting at the table and they're intermingling with, you know, they are standing out, but for the wrong reasons. And they seem more, like you say, like characters than the actual, you know, characters. Yeah, and you know, Lloyd's performance for me didn't break down until his last scene. And I was like, what is, wait, what? Yeah. Like, I, it's it, it seemed again a weird switch, and I don't know. Well, we'll we'll get to Lloyd's last scene, but yeah, I can understand being disappointed with sort of, again, there are guest stars, how they were used, how their characters were presented, because it's... Uh, yeah. And I don't know what's up with the cameos lately, because we just got done dealing with a cameo in a way. And like I said, the way our last cameo was, was, you know, like I said, even though he stood out, he didn't, he didn't stand out. Right. Right. Yeah. And so. I mean, his in-character name did, Colonel Turtle. <laughs> right. So he was recognizable, but he didn't, you know, and then this one, it seemed like all the folks who were there, like I said, it's almost like they, you know, they walked in and kind of did their own thing. Um, and maybe it was pressed for time. Maybe like, hey, we got to get this in one day kind of thing. Let's shoot your part, get this done with. I don't know what it was, but it, it just felt like it was like a, a, a like a trial run or something. Like, you, you know, like I said, even Christopher Lloyd, they kind of tripped me out and they had to deal with him kind of a lot, you know, initially asking, trying to figure out what's going on. You kind of give them slight information. Um, they go further along to try to figure out what's going on and they're going to gives you know, them a breadcrumb that they yeah. start following and so they follow it and meet up with the droids trying to get more information um now the interesting thing is once they start we get to see this sort of dynamic between din and bokatan of sort of their approach and i think yes. and i think mostly it's Din's not necessarily impatience, but he just does not like droids. Mm -hmm. Absolutely does not like droids. Because, mm -hmm. of course, droids were the ones, separatist droids, that attacked his village, killed his family, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So you kind of get that interesting play, and they're doing a little bit of good cop, bad cop, and Din is right. doing a great job bad copying these poor droids. Yeah. But that's it. That's like the only sort of like, it doesn't tell us anything about the characters outside of that. So it, it's not, while all these bits of world building mm -hmm. are interesting. Yeah. Our characters interaction with that world building 
eh. Like, it, it's ironic, like, so they, they, they go and, like, they're looking at some uh, separatist droids loading a shipment and, like, Din, like, has this whole thing where, like, while Bo-Katan's trying to talk to the droid in charge, like, Din just starts, like, kicking droids as they come down, waiting to get one that's pissed off that's going to break its programming, and one does, and then they have a right. whole chase, and they got to chase down the battle droid, da, da, da. And eventually they get to, they get to the Ugnaughts, mm -hmm. who are basically the droid repair crew. Like, they're mm -hmm. the ones that keep all these droids, and and then presumably the rest of the city working. Right. And because, oh, I forget the character's name, but Nick Nolte's Ugnog character from season one, mm -hmm. Din knows how to talk to Ugnogs, and right. bo does not. Right. And so it's this interesting play of like you have the worldly Bo-Katan just like accidentally insulting them by questioning their, you know, their workmanship and da da da. And Din's like, mm, let me smooth this over. And we get to see Din oddly being a little more diplomatic because he's probably just better at like meeting people and like taking sincere their customs and learning yeah. them right and it works yeah. out yeah. so there's a little bit of like oh yeah right din did could do some types of like low low level common people diplomacy right and i think that comes with his job and the way he does his job mm -hmm. because it's like either you come easily or i can hunt you down and he's probably dealt with so many different kind of things too because he doesn't seem like just off the strength like a jerk or anything no. He seems very, like, he'll try to work it out with you, but he takes no prisoners either. I thought he was kind of heavy-handed with the droids, too, but then, like I said, it kind of made sense because he had a purpose for doing that. Because he probably knew, like, well, if everybody's acting right, of course they're going to act right if nothing's pressing them. And so, even though it seemed like, man, that's kind of aggressive, it worked. Right, shoving a much said shock stick too. in a droid's like, face. Like, he had to do that, and he was kind of like, well, you know, it shows that I, I was able to find one that uh, <laughs> that was malfunctioning right because like if i if i recall they go to a droid bar because they find out that the what was it the battle droid that they tracked down and da, 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 that had a chip or something from a droid bar which is like a droid bar mm -hmm. that was new and so we get this bar scene that they go into and like the second they step in all these droids who are like essentially drinking oil as their alcohol right it just goes dead quiet because like why are non-droids in the droid bar and they just walk up to the bartender and they start asking him question and din is just like fuck this puts a shock stick into the droid's face and is like stop bullshitting us tell us what we need to know mm -hmm. and the funniest it's messed up but there's a funny bit where like a protocol droid like a blue colored like c-3po model mm -hmm. like starts to like try to shuffle towards the door right. and din's just like no one leaves and everyone's just like oh fuck and the droid just like shuffles away from the door <laughs> so yeah. it's like there, there's these funny bits right. like and i mean it turns out like okay well here's all the droids that like uh you know drank the same batch of like oil juice and oh we find out it's contaminated and oh it immediately right. contaminates another droid and like well they examine the 
the they got nanobots and the nanobots have chain codes which basically yeah. like moved around but it's also fun. used to update them too so they get updates and things like that yeah they get updates but this one's updating them to be malicious, right? On purpose, yeah. On purpose. And then we find out, well, who's chain codes? Who brought them in? Like, oh, this is unauthorized. And it's like, oh, it's the security chief. It's Christopher Lloyd's character. It was me. Yes, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, just like, okay. yeah, no, I fucking did it. And then we get the why. Yes. So at least we, we cut to the chase of just like. Right. He. he and he's he's got his hand on a button that's like I will mm -hmm. activate all the other rogue or it was no I'll destroy all the droids yeah. in the city yeah, because his whole thing is we rely too much on droids it's going right. to change us and sort of corrupt us like we can't do this right you you would think the button would make all the droids attack humans or or the or the aliens or the people but no it was for everything to shut down and yeah. the truth is like what would they you know it's almost the same thing with the matrix like if we didn't have this kind of situation with the with the robots and they decided you know say we shut them down then what are we going to do that's that's how we breathe they make the oxygen they you know right electricity everything's automated so what would happen if they just you know just stopped like that we you know be dead in the water basically and so i thought it was very cool and interesting that they you know that that was the the real problem and then almost even so more so the privileged people you know accepting the situation like they can't just have leisure they would have to actually you know do work and i'm right. not saying that judging because we are in the same situation basically <laughs> for some well, of that and oh man yeah that i want to come back to that because we got to talk more about what one of the droids said in the bar so Lloyd basically gives his whole leg. I'm doing this because I think it's it's bad for society that we're all just relying on these droids, right? Like, and, and he's like a former separatist and da da da. And so they're like, all right, well, we caught you. We're gonna take you to the to the princess and to Jack Black. And this is where I had issue with not Lloyd's performance, but just like the character went from like. I am totally convicted that convinced that this is the right thing to do. I may not like that it's hurting people, but it's like this is an issue. Right. And he goes from that conviction talking to Bokatan and Din to like the princess being like, I'm so hurt and disappointed that you would do this to us. And he's like, I'm sorry, princess. I hope you can forgive me. And it's like, right. did you just become a five year old? Yeah, I wanted you to want to earn your trust back and blah blah blah. Right. And it was just like dude make your case like stand with the thing that you were so set on doing and he just folded like a deck of cards and it's like what is yeah. this yeah he was like a scooby-doo villain like they pulled yeah. the mask off and he had all the fight so all the whole show they're fighting and and and, and, and the and thing he, is a scooby-doo villain would have still said it and i would have gotten away with it like i'm still yeah. on board with doing the thing i just got caught right but, but it is kind of like they don't after they're kind of caught it's kind of done like they have yeah. no more fight in them like they just get shuffled off to the with the police basically yeah. it's like but everything else they have been avoiding them the whole show and all this back and forth and almost getting you know destroying the kids but when they're caught no more fight after that and it's like, like oh, okay darn. i'll go to my corner okay you got me you got me yeah um, yeah so it seemed like if <laughs> it seemed like the next thing would have happened with him if he said you got me and it was done he would have pushed that button and took himself out right 
just gone like Been done. Bug it. Yep. Here we go. Go ahead, shoot me. Bye bye. I'm going. I've, I've, I've already done out. the hard thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then the 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 thing with like this is the 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 long going issue with sort of Star Wars and droids is that they're all kind of treated like slaves. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, you're people working for us and we're going to pay you, or just like you're a person, right? And so when they're interrogating that bartender, like, I forget what Din says, but it's something like, why, like, why do you care about these freaking people? And like, because they gave us a second chance. Like, it sounds like yeah. all the droids were captured separatist droids in some capacity. And they're like, like, we get a chance at a second chance to serve and to help out. And the weird thing is he also drops a line of like, I forget the exact phrasing, but it's basically like, you know, we get to see so many human lifetimes. Right. And it's like, yeah, we outlive you motherfuckers. Right. Right. And it's yeah. not spiteful. It's like no. almost a sad thing. It's, of it's like, the truth. You guys are a drop in a bucket. So it's the least that we could do for you, basically. Right. It's like we yeah. you made us and like we live longer than almost all of you. Like, yeah. so it was very interesting. But it was also very weird of just like, yeah, we thank the people that made us as slave labor and are giving us an opportunity to keep working as slaves. And I was like, eh. and they don't speak for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the views of the droids is not the views of African Americans. <laughs> it's not interchangeable like that. So the views of the droids are not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the yeah. same for the sinners of slavery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of like Wani. I guess it, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Well, mm. and, and, and you know another interesting thing that I like that they did is you know, and I've been watching more of the Bad Batch. <sighs> I know sad things are coming at the end of season two, but um, you you get to see former clone troopers interacting with separatist citizens, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, dude, we were fighting for like independence and freedom, da 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 da, like all these other things. It wasn't, we're not the bad guys you think we are. Mm-hmm. Like it's complicated. Like Dooku was an asshole. He stripped our whole planet of resources. Like, and then it was like fuck that guy and so for the security chief christopher lloyd's character he's like i was a separatist this is about fighting for freedom right and this this is a weird cage i I don't know if that was exact phrasing but just like getting like oh right there was the separatist versus the republic war then there was the galactic civil war with like there's history there as opposed to just like, oh, well, we're just going to move on to the next thing. So I like that little bit of like, oh, we're dealing with the remnants of the Empire. But mm-hmm. there's also remnants of the Separatists as well here and there. So, right. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, thank you. And Grogu gets to hang out with the princess. And they're like, okay, cool. Now you can he go talk knighted. to your... He gets knighted, which was like, Ugh. all right. Yeah. And I, then... I, I honestly was like, okay, sure. Yeah. And then Bo-Katan, um, she got the key to the city. Yeah, great. It was like, was this like an 80s cartoon episode? Like, it felt 80s kids cartoon episode. It And did not, I did not like the tone. But aside from just the tone with those characters, primarily Jack Black and Lizzo's characters, eh, all the rest of the side quest... There could have been more 
I, I'd like to think there could have been more done with Din and Bo-Katan as like good cop, bad cop, as yeah. like having them talk about things that are important to them. And I felt like that just wasn't there. It was mostly like them figuring out how to be good cop, bad cop with each other. Right. So it's as often as the story kind of was for me at certain points. I think I could safely say if those three special guests were replaced with actors we did not know and played at a different tone, it would have been a better episode. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it might have just been one of those things where either they, they were they were written that way to be yeah. that tone or maybe or Jack Black asked. just sort of like did his Jack Black right. wiggle and just like yeah they wasn't really asked to be a character they seemed like they were kind of being themselves in a way but i, I don't know um yeah it, it's not with all that it is not the thing that has been on my mind since i watched this wednesday is it what we're about to talk about next yeah yeah it's it's <laughs> the, it's the last five minutes i checked the time code it's only the last five minutes out of like I think 30, 40 minutes or something like that. Okay. So after they leave the leadership, they trick out to have a conversation and meet up with the Mandalorians, the ones that are for hire. Bo-Katan's old crew. Know, old crew. I think she mentioned before that the, the leader was her brother, or was she saying it as in brother as in Mandalorians or her actual brother? I remember I think her brother is brother. in Mandalorian. Okay. I could be wrong. They and they're up, parked outside the city. Yeah. And they, and they got up. a couple ships. And the interesting thing, too, is like I tracked it when they had this nice sort of splash shot. And you can see very clearly Gideon's stolen cruiser. Right. And then you can see other ships that are the, the fighter craft like Bo Katan has. But then um, the other thing is they have a. Uh, the stolen Gazanti cruiser that they picked up in season two mm. where Bo-Katan and Din met up on like that water sort of wharf side planet and they yeah. first sort of like bonked heads mm -hmm. and then they stole that that's the same cruiser okay so my players have stolen one of those in my Star Wars campaign so I am familiar with it um yeah I mean it looks cool it's like there's all the stuff and the people that used to follow her Yes. And it's and it's laid out very clear, like, because you didn't take the damn dark saber. And this starts to get into my issue with how the rest of this goes. I figured it would. A challenge was brought up, the challenge of leadership. Yeah, yeah. She's basically just like, hey, I uh, challenge. What is it? Axe, axe wolves. Need to throw in an L there, and then it's axe wolves. Dope ass name. Otherwise, yeah. And he's he's the leader, and we got like how was it? Uh, she doesn't have any lines this time. Cokes, Ko Saka Reeves, and she's like the the other one with the hair braids. Like yeah. she's a WWE wrestler, yeah, a wrestler or something like that. Yeah, yeah. too bad she didn't get any. She'll probably have more episodes, whatever. But it's pretty much between uh, Pokaton and Axe, and yeah. it's pretty much just like you weren't willing to take the dark saber, and, and it's. Right, because I thought it was interesting because he was like, you should be him you're challenging. You shouldn't be challenging me. You should be challenging him. Yes. Yes. Because he has the dark saber. He has the dark saber. Because it's like, 
the whole thing is like if you're not willing to step up right then why should we follow you which is like as that's presented it's like yeah yeah so then she's like well fuck it i'm taking back the crew you're all gonna work for me now and he's like yeah that sounds like a challenge he's like yep i'm challenging you challenge you for leadership and then they have an otherwise kick-ass fight i like the fight it, it was, was good, good. it was, a good, it was fight. good i was like okay we're gonna do this like i i was like on board for like that's the step that she's at mm-hmm. right goes through it and then she she finally sort of like gets the one up on him has him pinned has a knife to his throat and it's pretty much like go ahead and finish it so it's like the expectation is like this is to the death which it kind i hate to say it kind of should be if you're in a sort of society that like goes by whoever is the strongest and whoever wins is in charge you don't beat someone and leave them alive because they come back and stab you in the back later right right? Right. you have to remove the challenges to your leadership doesn't matter you're the one that got challenged you're the one doing the challenging you kill the other person so they can't come back and challenge you again but she kind of does the Paul uh, Atreides thing <laughs> it's like I don't want to kill I don't want to I, I, God I was trying to like look the exact words but it's like she doesn't want to kill any of Mandalorians right? right and I'm like okay I can buy that with Bo-Katan's background of like being part of the fucking civil war and fighting and killing other Mandalorians I can see how that's a big thing of like she and to her speech right after that because it leads into her speech of like Mandalorians are stronger together right Mm -hmm. it's like we shouldn't be fighting each other I'm not gonna kill him like that's that's not her way she doesn't put it in that words and she she does a pretty decent this is how I'm gonna lead speech right right it's okay it works and then we get into the problem where axe gets up and he's basically like but he has the fucking dark saber right which is the core issue now and din's just like well we can solve that and he's like i can just give it to you and she's like no no you can't and he's like oh yeah and he walks over to them and is like hey so we were on mandalore i got my ass handed to me this guy beat me she beat him that means she beat the person that beat me so that would mean she earned the dark saber right yeah and he's just kind of like technicality right on a technicality a weird technicality and it's sort of like this gives you the excuse Right? He's looking to her people, not to her. He's looking to her people of like, that would mean I could just hand this to her and it would be legit because she beat the guy that beat me, right? Right, it's right. Like, that's like the letter of the law and not the spirit of the law. And right. I would imagine this is all about the spirit of the law. And this... Because I kind of asked this earlier on about can he like, just give it to her? And you're like, right. no, she got to. And gotta, the thing is, the sad thing is, like, so she, he passes it to her yeah. and everyone seems cool with it. 
and she it has this otherwise great like hero low shot with a camera coming up towards mm-hmm. her on the ground and she like holds the dark saber out to her side and she looks up and she ignites it and the music swelling and everything right. tells us like fuck yeah and it's like no no you just you just lettered of the lot it instead of spirit of the lot it like <laughs> you had this whole thing where it's like well wait if she was going to ex- like if it's just to like well we gotta trick her people into like being okay with this like i, I just got more disappointed in how they resolved this because it felt like the yeah. well din's not gonna be the mandalorian the mandalore with the dark saber it should be Bo-Katan, right it, yeah. she she is the really the protagonist of most of like our, i could say this whole season yeah and it just made the whole thing feel cheap it made it feel really cheap and unearned and it's like if he could have just done this why didn't he do it sooner just give it to her why didn't she ask for it and be like hey i saved your ass you got punked i used the dark saber i'm really good at it. here watch i'm i look like a goddamn jedi with this thing you look like a chump like uh like why mm. okay so as we both know this happened before with her you know getting back into the clan because she was also in the water and she did not remove her helmet mm-hmm. so, so when it was used then it was fine but to go back and do a similar thing again so well, it's all these technicalities and, like like i the, said it's reluctant but she still is still these technicalities of and the thing is is like that's suing it a different way but that's it's the, this, even even back in the minds of mandalore that's the second time she's had the dark saber because going back to clone wars and i think rebels sabine who won it in combat gave it to bo katan mm. right where she's like i think you should be the one to have this because you are an actual leader right she gave it to bo katan and Bogotan like took it, thank you, held it up above a head, ignited it, and a whole bunch of Mandalorians bowed down to her. Mm-hmm. Right? And then they went on to do things and it turned out horrible. Right? <laughs> she lost the Darksaber. Gideon somehow ends up with it. Da 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 da. So is that is that why she's reluctant to just take it and be like, I have to earn it, otherwise it's gonna be problems? I think so. Okay. And and I think there's two parts of that. I think there's one of like, yeah, I took it in the letter of the law once before but also i i think the way and doing things following the way means a bit more to her now after going through the minds of mandalore right but then she's just like oh sure letter of the law okay i'll take it and i'm like ah. now if this is this is one of the things if like later this turns out to be the flaw that breaks her again where she did the letter of the letter of the law even though we're not talking about an actual law here it's like a cultural law so whatever but if they're going to come back and like you didn't really earn the dark saber and that's why she fails or that's why whatever i i just feeling like, yeah, that also feels weak but like what what i wanted and what i've been thinking about is like 
you want to give Bokatan Dark Saber, and, and I mean you want Bokatan to earn the Dark Saber. Mm-hmm. So, kind of means she's got to fight Din for it. Now, without trying to rewrite the whole episode, I think what could have been done is. I mean, assuming it's it's a long runtime, you trim a little bit here, trim a little there. You give them, Bokatan and Din Djarin, more time from when they come into the episode to them arriving at the Mandalorians to talk about the Dark Saber and to talk about why Bokatan won't take it. Why she won't just allow Din to give it to her. Because like you have to set up you have to set up this whole thing at the end, right? Why she won't just let him give her the dark saber, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it it needs to become a character choice, right? Because right. like, there's interesting things with Bokatan's background, and even with what she says when she beats Axe Woves, right? Like, I'm not gonna kill any more Mandalorians, right? Right. Like that's that's great that that seems like it's based in her background of participating in the start of a civil war and fighting other mandalorians right and if you make part of the shit bo working through is that she feels like because of her actions she weakened mandalore and that helped lead to the fall of, you know, to, to Moff Gideon, right? right? She sort of cheated her way to the Darksaber, probably didn't think of it in her head, right? right? And that might be part of why they fell. And so it's like, I want to do things the right way, the letter of the law way. I'm sorry, the spirit of the law. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, not going to let you give that to me, Right. And as I lead and with whatever I'm going to do, it's not going to be killing other Mandalorians again. Be no more Mandalorian blood on my hands, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when she says the equivalent of that line, when she beats Axe Woves, and she's like, yield, and he's like, you're supposed to kill me. And she's like, I'm not killing any Mandalorians. I'm like, that's a thing that I like if before they get to her Mandalorians, her and Din are just like straight up discussing like, what's it gonna take to get your people back? And it's like, well, I'm gonna have to challenge them and it's to the death and I don't wanna kill my own people, right? I don't wanna kill any Mandalorians, right? Right. If she can lay out to Din, it's like, I have made all these mistakes, right? I let ambition and everything else and thinking i'm absolutely the right person to be in charge lead to stupid fucking bloodshed right mm-hmm. have it have it be based in i fucked up i've learned lessons and maybe i shouldn't even be in charge mm-hmm. i'm just going to get all these other mandalorians together they're not necessarily going to follow me i'm just bringing them all together right mm-hmm. i've I, I, this is my atonement is I bring people back to Mandalore maybe I shouldn't be the leader because I made mistakes I'm never going to make those mistakes again and so for Din this becomes like well that sounds like the person I want to follow right. right the person that is 
going to bring Mandalorians together, not pit them against each other, not sacrifice Mandalorians. Like, you'll lead the charge. I've seen you lead the charge, mm -hmm. right? But she won't let him give her the Darksaber, right? It's like, mm -hmm. if I'm going to earn that, I have to earn it the right way. But I don't want to kill you. <laughs> like, I don't want to get in a duel and have to kill you. Right. Like, so if you set up that dynamic where this is what she wants, this is why she's not going to take it, and this is how she's going to lead, she's not going to kill Mandalorians again, that gives Din then a reason after she challenges Axe Woves and beats him, that instead of Din going, hey, here's the Darksaber, you beat the person that beat me, Din goes, yeah, I do have the Darksaber, and that's why I should be in charge, because I'm going to be the Mandalore, right? She's not willing to take it. So I'm going to challenge Bo-Katan here and now for leadership over all of you. And either you bow down and follow my leadership or you take the Darksaber from me. Right? Mm. And because I don't think Bo-Katan would challenge Din. Right. right? I think she doesn't want to hurt him. Doesn't want, you know, spill Mandalorian blood. And he's just... In my head, he's like, he's the nice guy, like the ideal Mandalorian. Why would she want to kill him, right? right? He's maybe not the glorious Mandalore, but he's what a Mandalorian should be, right? Right, because you kind of checked some other people about that before, talking about he's just as Mandalorian as us. And like, he doesn't right? have, his, have our blood. He doesn't share bloodlines. Like, right? And, and the thing is, our let, her, let her say all those things. Let her build him up and then be like, yeah, and that's why I should be in charge. And now yeah. I'm going to challenge challenge you for leadership over all your people because you're all going to follow me because if you're not willing to step up and take the dark saber someone else is and he has to essentially force her to fight him for the dark saber what's interesting is a lot of points you made is a lot of stuff that came up and she even said but it was in different points in this journey mm -hmm. and to different people because she said the thing about how she couldn't just take it you know, it had to be, you know, the right way. And because it almost seemed like it didn't turn out well because it wasn't done correctly. And then the whole thing about him technically being a Mandalorian, even though it was questioned about where he came from and mm -hmm. who he is and all that kind of stuff. And then also her thing about not wanting to shed the blood of Mandalorians because so many has been lost already. Right. It, it just was all just kind of spread out. And so it wasn't, so those th the things were said, they just wasn't said at this key point now here's the thing here's the last part of this so he challenges her yeah she accepts it because not because she's like "Ooh, i can earn it now but because it's like you you shouldn't be in charge <laughs> like then you're not like and that needs to be a conversation earlier like yeah. that could be a conversation between them of like he could be like dude you absolutely should be in charge like right. You've done this, like, forget the fact that you were born a princess. You've led. I've seen you lead. You're good at this. And she's like, yeah, but I've made mistakes. Da, 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 da. And it's like, he's like, I can't lead. Like, I will follow 100%. But, like, my whole thing is, like, I'm I'm dad to baby Grogu here. Right. Right? right. I don't have the strategic mindset to lead people. Like, and it needs to be a thing where it's just, like, 
she knows she has to fucking step up and he's forcing her to do it. Now, when they fight, Din knows that he has to sell this. Mm -hmm. Right? Because it can't look like, hey, we're going to fight. Boop. Oh, you got me. Here's the Darksaber. Right? Right. So he has to 100% commit to actually beating Bo-Katan. So we get an actual drawn out fight. Now, maybe that means Bo-Katan's fight with Axe Woves earlier is a lot shorter. Cool. But her and her and Din's fight mm -hmm. needs to be more brutal than her and Axe's fight. You get a whole bunch of stuff where it's block, block, dodge, block, block, dodge. A couple, like, we slam into things, get knocked back, right? right. I'm sure they got hurt, but we need things where it's like they hurt each other and she needs to disarm him and thankfully he's got nice Beskar so he can take a bunch of hits from the Darksaber or at least ping 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 but she needs to actually hurt him drive him to the ground and demand that he yield right but he's not going to yield he can't yield until she doubles down on she's not going to spill Mandalorian blood and she throws down the Darksaber. He's like, I will not kill you. And then, limping along, he can pick up the Darksaber, offer it up and says, that's why I yield. And then he can kneel. Hmm. Right? Because he's showing why he wants her to lead because she's not going to turn against other Mandalorians, right? That's the leader I want to follow, right? And if you wanted, like I was talking, I don't know, a couple episodes ago, where it was like, well, if Din's ever going to like master the Darksaber, we're going to see this moment where he gets some clarity of focus. Mm -hmm. And we see in the way he's wielding the Darksaber just changes. It becomes as smooth as Bo-Katan, right? He's not struggling against it anymore. If when he challenges Bo-Katan, he ignites the Darksaber, makes his challenge, and goes from holding it two-handed and struggling to just like... Like just straight up holds it out one-handed towards her as he like makes the last challenge. Because he legit is like i'm gonna prove why either you or i are gonna be leaders right with the, or earn dark saber whatever it is because he's committed to dying if necessary that he's gonna go all the way and either she's just gonna outright trounce him mm -hmm. or she's gonna get him to the point where like she's gonna force him to yield and he won't yield so that she will refuse to kill him and then he can show why she should be in charge right you can have and have all that right that feels earned as fuck i think they had too many moments together for it to be a situation where he would actually fight her like that they kind of changed he, the relationship if we would have stayed kind of distance but together kind of like in the beginning I when know. He went to go and, visit and this her is, in the first this place. is the thing. It's like a really bold thing of Din to do. Yeah. And that feels really out of character because for the most part, he's mostly reactionary. 
right? Right. He does things that are deep and solemn that affect him and affect Grogu. But like that is blatantly like I am going to put on a show and I might fucking die for it. But to to help her get where she needs. And you might have a funny scene afterwards where they're both like all patched up because they've beaten the shit out of each other. And it's like next time you're going to pull some shit like that, Din, let me know ahead of time. Right? Yeah. But it is a little stretch for his character, but it still would have been better than just like, well, yeah. here you go. It would have been definitely better. But like I said, they kind of had too much stuff going on between them and they were kind of using their relationship to to grow her. So to use him in that way when they which, which is really the way you're saying is the way they should have used their relationship, but they didn't. It's almost yeah. kind of like if you if, did that thing, same thing with the armorer, that would have mm-hmm. made more sense. That would right. have been like, okay, because they know of each other and they're close, but not close like that. Because it's well, about it's about rules and culture and all this other kind of stuff. So I'll do it for the culture, even though I personally don't feel this way. It would have taken because the, the thing is, I felt like this should have been a way bigger moment than it was. Right. But that would have required that then they were like, we have to set up why this is a big moment right and we probably need to go back more than one episode and start sprinkling in interactions with these two where din wants her to be the one with dark saber and she is not willing to take the easy route she's willing to do what she needs to do even without the dark saber if it means doing it the right way right following the creed this is the way but they didn't set that up so but that's kind of what happened though that, that's kind of what happened she refused it she i got, know she, but she then got, he she got just... some of her mission by the armorer and she tried to do it without the dark saber so that's exactly what <laughs> i know but it that's but then he was just like well here you go and it just undercuts this moment of her getting the dark saber, and it's just like, well, hey, ugh. I, I hear you. And like I said, to to me, it didn't deserve the shot and the and the music and the no, score for that. But you know, it's still regardless, it is the ultimate weapon in the hand of He Man, even though Skeletor just gave it to him. <laughs> it, shouldn't, it shouldn't have happened like that but you're still gonna have the theme music when that sword touched hand yeah. um but yeah yeah and then, then to jam that in into this episode that was almost kind of like why even this episode it's like you didn't really have to dedicate all this other stuff find out the robot and the night right. and the key to the city when you could have did some of this work earlier in this episode and you know it could have been they she found them because she tracked them and they were there doing some work for hire for the leadership and all that kind of stuff that's fine but to have all this you know chasing down robots and going to the bar and talking and discussing that could have been done on a different episode since this is really more tangled they got their own mess to be dealing with to get untangled versus some right. other side quest stuff yeah i i just don't know if it was like they're like we gotta have and i don't even think it's like the lighter tone is like the the choice that's like let's do the side quest so we can have this lighter tone or whatever right i i just don't know if they felt comfortable delving into sort of like all this internal conflict for bo-katan and then 
getting din to be the other person hearing that so he can be like the one to be like well you shouldn't have it and i'm gonna like i'm gonna do the hard way of giving it to you right so that we meet the spirit of the law instead of just like the well she beat the guy that beat me letter of the law yeah like if, if you give me a choice between an episode that sets all that up and pays it off versus the droids dude give me the setup and the payoff because exactly was, exactly yeah. like i said you know, when i saw it i'm like eh. dark saber has a technicality i'm like eh. Eh, yeah like, right like, like why like like why um and maybe it's like okay well Din's the leader of the show we don't want to see him defeated or almost if i don't know it, it's funky anyway it's almost like they don't 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 do this setup that way then if, if you don't if there's certain things you don't want to hit because if you start down a road give us give us the, you know the, the path you've taken us you can't chicken out it's kind of like okay if you don't want that ending then you just don't set up that you're going there then right right figure out some other kind of way to have some some you know trials and tribulations or whatever other than you know setting up a definite one that you're going to avoid at the end and you know what let me see here who wrote this episode writers john favreau wait george lucas is li listed <laughs> is that explaining everything are you kidding me Hold on, let me go back to the previous. And that episode. would make sense for a lot of it. Wow. Yeah. Well, no, because the dial the dialogue's not horrid. No, <laughs> so, it's, 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 it's <laughs> a story. It's the story. So it was John Favreau and George Lucas. So that kind of yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it looks then. like. It looks like yes. That sounds uh, like so George Lucas. Episode five, episode six, George Lucas, John Favreau, episode four. This is the Foundling uh, with Ahmed Best. Dave Fellini's added to that list. Mm -hmm. And then, wow, George Lucas is listed as a writer. I wonder if he's like just listed on all of these. Because I can't imagine he's, he's, the first I think time he's I've seen him. Because it's like these, these are all my writers. These, these, this is like in perpetuity, my name needs to be a writing credit. I don't know. I didn't see his name on the other ones. Let's see. Yeah, he's on every single one from this episode he's even back in season two. Oh, is he yeah but i doubt he's maybe because they don't list him on the actual episode maybe it's just imdb because maybe because on the episodes they don't i don't never see yeah they don't put his name up yeah it's not like a, a writing team but yeah this is, this is this is john favreau and uh dave filoni those are the only two I, names i saw like together but george lucas i never see on the show but hmm yeah this was not a not a strong one Ew. The, the force was not it's, with this one yeah it's it's weak and like uh, i'm looking again at the the imdb ratings and like so episode one which was like eh, eh, 7.5 then uh episode two 8.3 the convert which is the doctor side thing i guess people didn't like 7.1 again the foundling 7.8 jumps back up the pirate plenty of action 8.4 mm -hmm. guns for hire right now is 6.5 mm. and i don't blame him like at it least fits. the first episode the apostate is building stuff up Ish. Ish. Hmm. 
Because, like, the Darksaber was, like, the big thing of, like, well, who's going to end up with it? Right? Because it's essentially, like, the scepter of, of authority for, like, the Mandalore. Right? He doesn't have the crown. So that's the other thing. There's the Darksaber, and then there's the man, the mask of the Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And that got lost, like, centuries ago. Like, I think the Jedi had that. Okay. Um but this is the whole thing of like who's gonna lead the Mandalorians? Like, well, whoever's got the fucking dark saber, and we got this weird rule where, like, you have to earn it in combat. And I'm like, well, yeah, she beat the guy that beat me. And it's just, yeah, underwhelmed. Why isn't anyone ever just whelmed? Underwhelmed. I wish it was otherwise. I thought, like I said, the story was a mess, but nicely shot. So it was definitely a lot of like, oh. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, that's cringy. Oh, that's a good little chase scene. Mm. And for the side quest, like, aside from, like, Jack Black and Lizzo and a little bit of Christopher Lloyd's, like, last scene, the rest of it worked. The rest of that little side quest, good cop, bad cop, I'm like, okay. Works. All right. I'm on board. Fine. But because it takes up so much time out of an episode where I felt like they could have been doing other stuff, I'm like, uh, uh should have done more setup yeah very interesting <sighs> yeah i wish it was better it's still interesting <laughs> to see what they do with the last two episodes yeah. like are we going to get a big battle are we going back to mandalore are they just gonna bring him back to where the children of the watch are hiding out like mm. we still got the whole thing with the beskar it's embedded in uh prisoner transport that uh, Gideon escaped from which I think is an absolute intentional misdirect by Imperial forces like would not be surprised if that's a Thrawn move where it's just like well you know it'd really be sucky if the Republic and the Mandalorians ever got along again so let's just make it look like the Mandalorians broke out Gideon and then that's going to cause trouble between the Mandalorians and the New Republic. Cool, cool, cool. You guys fight each other. Right. And it's like also the Mandalorians are like a scattered people, so I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I, I have no guess. Um, like I said, um, I'm sure people who straight up just straight up hated this episode. I didn't straight up hate it, but I am thrown off by it for sure. I saw um, people that were like, yeah, I had fun with the episode. I was like, okay. They said, what about well, it? They, they like, they enjoyed it. Like, oh, okay. I, I know a couple of people, like, the bar is low, right? Yeah. And not yeah. like, they're, they're not slow. They're not dumb. They're just, they don't need it to be Shakespeare. And I was like, okay, fine enough. They need a little adventure fluff. Cool. Passes the bar, right? But yeah, it is. Yeah. It's honestly, honestly, almost as bad as like Book of Book Fest. I'm that disappointed. Like, you invoked the name? (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, it was the same sort of thing of like they set up this whole thing for, for Boba Fett through his flashbacks and then just didn't land the payoff whatsoever and i feel like they didn't land the payoff with her getting the dark saber so 
I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It could have really fucking great character moment of her redefining herself in how she takes the dark saber, but whatever. We'll see how the last two episodes go. Okay. Huh. All right, that's fair. <laughs> Wish it was more upbeat. No, no, no. It's, it, it gets what it earned. All right, so on that note, <laughs> that's been Jay and Ryan, the unsatisfied customer. <laughs> just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. Me too. Like I said, it, this was a this was a very interesting bag. So, um, joking, not joking. This, yeah. And we'll see. We got two, like I said, we got two more episodes left. So. I mean, was... who knows? The, hopefully the last two episodes are goddamn slam dunks. Yeah. Like that the pirate was and rock and roll and we get some good character moments and stuff. Yeah. All right. We'll put it we'll put it behind us. Sounds good to me. So that was our discussion of chapter 22, Guns for Hire. All right, until next time. Peace. And disappointment. That's good. <laughs> you got your dignity back. <laughs> that was oh good. man. That was good. Oh boy. Hey, it's Jay. If you enjoyed my conversation with Ryan, please check out our episodes where we talked about The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, Spider Man No Way Home and the movie Batman. Thanks for listening, and until next time, peace.